Good afternoon, dear friends. You're listening to the Sunday Afternoon Podcast with Greg Reese. And I am your host, Greg Reese. Glad that you are here. I'm sending this out to everyone. I think the last few have been uh, members only. And uh, those members had to struggle through my sort of uh, brain-dead rants as I moved. I move about once a year, but, but I guess it's, it's getting more taxing the older I get. I had to take a whole week off, basically, to unpack and settle in. I wasn't planning on that. I, I produced some videos ahead of time thinking I could, I could not skip a beat. Uh, but the best laid plans went a bit afoul. And luckily, though, I didn't take my vacation yet. And so this was like the first time off. This is the most I've had off since, I guess, Christmas last year, something like that. It was a whole week, and most of it was, you know, unpacking and getting settled in and stuff, but a lot of it was straight up doing nothing, but lounging. I napped. I, like, laid around quite a bit and did nothing. And as I did that, I realized how much I needed it, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm very eager to get back into the groove. <laughs> because in that uh, relaxed state, the world, uh, the reality of the world really started, like, kind of hitting home. Like, I really kind of felt, like, this week was the week where I was like, man, we are like the world is going crazy. And I really felt for people that don't have work. And if I, I realized the importance of, 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 of staying busy, no matter what you're doing. So that was like, that became part of my, settling in because, you know, I'm expecting, um, you know, obviously big changes. And, uh, and that would include some transitionary times, like I've been talking about quite a bit, like a lot of people are talking about quite a bit about, you know, the economy crashing. That's not going to last that long because it won't take long to get a new economy up and running again, you know, best case scenario. But uh, still... You know, I started realizing, okay, I got to prepare for that downtime, that interim. You know, what, 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 do, what could I have around the home, you know, that'll keep me from going cuckoo during that time? I got some books, uh, but I need, to, I need some projects. I need to stay busy. I need to be creative. So, oh, plenty of that, but... Uh, Point being is, is it like shit is crazy, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's kind of a, back when I worked in Texas at headquarters, that was sort of a daily cliche <clears throat> when you'd see the boss every morning. Shit's crazy. Shit's crazy, right? It was an everyday thing. And I guess you get kind of used to it and the beauty of being uh, busy and, and being um, inspired by your work is then every project, every piece of work becomes your main focus and, and, uh, and uh, at the completion of every job is like a victory, a little win. Seeing life as a game has always been my modus operandi ever since I was a kid. <clears throat> and so that's, that's basically the best way to play the game is to stay busy, have all these little wins and victories. So, but having said that, I do look, I like, it's like, I, 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 <laughs> I look forward to a lot of things 
Um, I look forward to getting past the rigor, the rigorous hump we're going through right now and, and uh, into the, the next era. But I also look forward to, more than that, I just look forward to getting back into the groove of work so that I can stay focused on that instead of the madness. <laughs> because the more, like, that's what I learned this week is when you have time to relax and ponder right now, <laughs> I'm surprised more people aren't going bonkers. I guess you wouldn't know if they are or they're not. <clears throat> but that week is over. Today is my final day. I am uh, prepping for my next reports this week. I imagine the first one will probably be the vaccines on the children's schedule and all that. And then probably an Atlantis sort of follow-up to the one I did a week ago on the cataclysm. But today's title is called <clears throat> Art Over Journalism and the Truth Freedom Cult. That's what I got for you today. We're going to start off by reading over some headlines, seeing what's going on. I mean, I kind of... It's actually been kind of slow, hasn't it? All things considered. Wouldn't you agree? The news cycle. Suspiciously quiet coming up on election time. We all expected... I mean, we're still in October... But we've been all expecting a massive October surprise of some sort. Um, well, who knows? I mean, I wasn't expecting to be easily moving into my new place through all this, but I am. Yet here I am, pretty much all settled in. Still going over a little final things. Uh, Maybe I'll get some sketch pads today. Might be nice to have some sketch pads for the, uh, the downtime. Nah, better than sketch pads. I need to just find productive things to keep busy with no matter what, no matter where we are. Anyways, moving on. So, let's look at the headlines before we get into the rant, the, topic, the topical rant So everyone's gearing up for World War III. Vladimir Putin, uh, evidently the most level-headed player on the on the on this whole thing. The one, the only one who sort of has a reasonable argument and a path to peace. But nobody else, everyone else is, it's, to everyone else it seems like a solution. This, I mean, that <clears throat> harkens back to, to uh, the idea of this cataclysm, the idea that that's, that's, that they, I mean, the more, it's interesting when you don't have someone to bounce your ideas off of, the more people, let me put it this way, the more people you have to sort of bounce your thoughts and ideas off of in a social, you know, with friends and family, the more clear you can be on those thoughts. It sort of requires that feedback, which is why it's important. That's why, like, uh, shrinks and psychiatrists are beneficial because some people... Um, I guess find it more comfortable to talk to a stranger about that. But it's just all about talking. You can save yourself some money and just be open with your friends. 
But when I put that Cataclysm video out and started getting the feedback of coworkers and comments, now I'm just like, it's just sitting home more. And I'm just like, well, that's obviously what's going on. <laughs> At least that's what, that's the story that's being... I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but what I'm saying is it definitely seems clear that that's what the so-called elites or whatever you want to call them believe. And so why would they why would they care about a nuclear war in their in their sick psychotic heads? I'm sure their rationale is, well, there's there's no better time for a nuclear war than right now before the cataclysm. They're wrong. There is no good time for a stupid, pointless war. <clears throat> and I hope, um, I hope we avoid it. And if we don't avoid it, you know what? I think it's our fault because I've just, I've ran into some people I know that just. For example, they won't talk about it because they, they, they'll say, I've heard people say things like, I don't want to focus on doom or I don't want to be negative. I want to focus on, I don't want to focus on that. The, the, you know, that'll never happen. The media is just doing that to make, to bring us all down into a low vibration. Um, that's just a person who's being a pussy. And if we were all to act like that, then we get what we we get what we deserve. I'm sorry. You can scale it down to a small scale. Say we're living in tribes, and say an enemy tribe enters our village and just starts killing us all, or a, a pack of wolves, or whatever, what have you. And they're doing a pretty good job. And you go around and you let everyone know what's going on. And if they were to be like, look, don't bring me down. I, I'm, I, don't, you're not, I don't want, look, that fear, I'm not, it's not going to work for me. I'm just going to focus on good things. Then that person who's just going to focus on good things is going to get eaten by the wolves or killed by the other tribe because they were too... In their own minds, uh, I guess too, like virtuous and wizardly, powerful, magical to to be ratcheted down to, to negative vibrations. But in the real world, the person was just a pussy, and they were afraid to face the scary thing in front of them, and so the scary thing in front of them got the best of them. That's how most animals in the jungle get taken because they freeze or they submit or they just whatever you gotta um you gotta defend yourself and fight back if you want to live if you want to thrive now and here's the thing no one likes that it's not like people want that it's not like people want the wolves to enter their village so it creates all this drama that's the last thing anyone wants but when it happens you deal with it or you get what you deserve. When you have a bunch of psychopaths starting nuclear war while stealing every dime from you, you don't just sit there and say, oh, shucks, these damn Democrats or whatever, you know. You got to stop them. We have to act like we give a shit or else we get what we deserve. <clears throat> but I'm not holding my breath because I see which way the wind is blowing in humanity. I mean... These are the headlines I'm seeing. They're all just World War Three, nuclear war, World War Three. And then you got Kanye 
just, I don't know, part of the, the theater distractions, in my opinion. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, what do you guys think of the uh, 2.75 trillion? I know you. Some of you guys are Alex Jones haters too, and that's fine. You can hate who you want, but if you if you if you celebrate this, then you're gonna get what you deserve too. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. How could you celebrate <clears throat> the absolute destruction of another of a fellow community member? who did nothing to you. You got to be either a brainwashed retard or just an evil person. What else do we got here going on in the news? There does seem to be, you know, the WHO and the CDC definitely seem to be um, acting a bit under fire. And I'm not, I, I would expect that to happen. I expect, it does seem like uh, there is a reversal in the political sphere. And I think there will be. And in the short term, yeah, that'd be great. In the short term, I think, um, you know, economy's going to get better. Economy could even get very good for a while. And uh, I think we're going to see the resurgence of critical thinking to a certain degree and re definitely reasonable behavior and reasonable thinking. We're going to see, <clears throat> I don't know if we're going to see any justice but we're definitely going to see a herd reversal on things. People are going to start punishing the crazy, insane lefties. And how hard is that? I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's a part of me that suspects that this was all this was all part of the part of the plan. This was part of the story, part of the script. Because um, that would explain why you have so many complete batshit crazy people out there saying the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they were all duped. They're not actors. Well, they are, they're liars, but that's, I mean, technically that's really all an actor is, is a liar, a good liar. So yeah, they are actors, I guess, but I mean, they're not acting like when they act, uh, when they when they're when they start acting scared and freaked out that they're losing that's not an act it's because they were stupid enough liars chosen for the job to actually think that what they were doing was like going to win i wouldn't even say that they they were convinced to think what they were doing was right or good cuz that's obviously stupid i mean there's no way you can convince anyone that like uh you know transgenderism is a good thing but you can uh you can convince a bunch of stupid idiot retards and evil people to just do it because it'll make them money and make them powerful but you got to be stupid to think that that was going to win so i think they were all set up all of them including the soros level I mean, Soros might have been part of the setup, or he might have been set up too, but um, you want a false flag? I think we're experiencing the ultimate biggest false flag in all of recorded history. When, um, and we'll see. We'll see. But it seems to me like the Trump and the whole MAGA movement now has been completely re-engineered to be this fake revival. And flip the pendulum the other way into the hard right, which is exactly where they would want it to go 
to help their efforts preparing for the cataclysm. They would want an, a highly uh, organized, strong system run by strong men, and they would want to kill off all the weak and the elderly so that they didn't have to worry about taking care of anyone. So they could just focus on sort of like a um, very productive slave population type deal where we don't actually... The, the key component there is to, is to keep people from realizing that they're slaves or they're being used. Why? Listen to me as I get my coffee over here, all the way across the room. <clears throat> I mean, when you get into the cataclysm, it seems like that's why uh, they've been fleecing us. You know? They've been um, uh, choking every dime, every penny. out of the nation. <clears throat> Probably for their, um, well, if the cataclysm situation is the story, then it would, yeah, for their uh, plans, for their survive the cataclysm plans. You guys remember, it was back in 2017, uh, loud booms underground. You could probably find it on YouTube or Google if you searched. Uh, I'll try it. I will say loud explosions underground. And then I'm going to... custom range and the search tools for the year 2017 and see what I get oh yeah there's, there's a yeah mysterious nighttime booms rattle coral to neighbors have you heard the loud bangs mystery boom yeah, all over the country. <clears throat> you could hear them. Some, if you go on YouTube, yeah, I mean, obviously YouTube, you're going to hear a lot of videos. There's a lot of examples, but you hear lots of them. And at the time, this was... Uh, right before Q first appeared. So at the time, people were speculating that the good guys, the White Hats were down in the underground bases blowing them up. You know, like cutting off their their escape. But now now I wonder maybe they were not uh, destroying them, maybe they were building new ones. I don't know. But it does seem like the tools they have to build new ones are more like uh, just drilling machines. They, you, you can also go online and find these massive, they've had them for decades too, these massive, massive drilling machines that just bore smooth tunnels, big tunnels through solid rock. I don't know, but maybe they still use dynamite or explosives. Maybe they were blowing them up. Who knows? I don't want to go down in one of those anyways, no matter what. I don't care... How much money they want to offer me? I'm staying on the surface, baby. Unless I have my own cave. We'll get into that in the second half. And once we get past the, the news. I mean, that's all I'm seeing really is uh, here on this is Justin Trudeau uses administrative action to ban all handgun sales in Canada. And remember, he was uh, the Canadian... Uh, Authorities were just caught uh, sort of infiltrating and spying on American gun shows. So I guess they're trying to 
I guess they're just trying to see how Canadians are going to be able to bypass their ban. I haven't seen this yet, but this looks interesting. Patrick Howley explores the epidemic of children dying in, in CPS near Bohemian Grove in California. And so apparently, uh, yeah, this is all, well, I'll check that out. What else do we got in the news? Well, and this site is all World War III, too. I mean, World War III really is everywhere. And, uh, I mean, really, it's like, <laughs> if we ever needed a worldwide people's revolution, it would be about now. We could, we the people could rise up and save everything. And we could, we could expose and exact justice from all these self-appointed Judas goat elites or whatever you want to call them. We could expose their um, cataclysm survival plans, cut them all out of their own little, uh, you know, cozy underground base, screw them. Unless, of course, they want to, you know, join the an honest... Uh, You know, open-minded, uh, open-sourced, we the people, <laughs> I dream. The U.S. 101st Airborne is now training on the border, on the Russian border. They're over in Ukraine now. That's friggin' crazy. Um, and if you're into war and stuff, and if you're, if you're a stupid moron, retard psycho who likes the idea of going to war in World War III, then just know that there's no way in hell America's going to win this. The people, uh, uh, pushing us into it know that, and that's why they're doing it. It's a, it's called destroy America. It's called, what's the best way to destroy America? Nuke it. And do it in a way where then we get blamed for it. Sounds crazy, right? These people are all crazy. And they think that the surface of the earth is going to be toast in about 20 years. Whether that's true or not, I think it's pretty clear that that's where these people's heads are at. And there's something convincing out there. You know, the um, if you've ever studied the UFO uh, alien abductee phenomenon, it could be bullshit. I would say it is some kind of bullshit. Like it's not what it's not what I just said. It's not like actual aliens from other planets abducting humans. I am suspicious of that. But there's definitely something going on. It could be happening in the spiritual realm. It could be happening with drugs and the military and some type of MK Ultra thing. Whatever. The point being is there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people that have had this experience. Probably more. I think it's easily thousands. And in every experience, they're shown the destruction of the earth in a way that convinces them that what they saw was like real is if they somehow saw like a film footage of the future or something like that. Kind of like what William Shatner saw when he got all emotional like a little pussy bitch crying about the end of the world and climate change and stuff like that. Uh, he might have been showed one of these things. Who knows? Or experienced this experience, this very 
um, what seems to be a very convincing experience for people. It's an old story. I mean, that story goes back to 90s ufology stuff, so. I heard there's five days left of copper. Here I'm reading, the world does not have enough lithium and cobalt to replace all the batteries every 10 years. So, I mean, yeah. So that's the news. I'm not telling you anything you don't know already. So I guess we're, it is time to ramble and rant, I guess. So much for the news. I mean, how boring was all this, right? It's just, uh, it's just psychos running the world and people dumbfounded don't know what to do. That's basically it. That is basically it. So art over journalism and the truth freedom cult. What am I talking about? What are we talking about today? What are we going to rant and ramble about for another, hopefully, 30 minutes? Well, I've talked about this before. Art over journalism, meaning that uh, journalism's dead. I'm sorry. Uh, some words can be successfully hijacked and destroyed. And I think journalism is one of those words. Journalism is propaganda. Journalism is, is taking, receiving the talking points from your handler and disseminating those to everyone in your reach. That's what journalism is. Journalism is, is a nasty, ugly... It's the biggest problem in the world. The enemies of humanity are the journalists. By far much more than the politicians. The politicians would be impotent if not for their uh, journalist bedfellows. I... Um, I hope, I pray that, um, that I've succeeded at never reporting journalism. <clears throat> I think what I, I see, uh, what I do is I'm just simply, I'd like, I hope what I'm doing is I'm just asking questions. That's what I hope. I, I, that's my intention. My intention is, uh, that's why I show all the links or I try to show all the links. And if I don't have the links, I don't do the report. Because then it's just an opinion piece. And that's the main thing I'm trying to avoid is I don't want any opinion pieces and I don't want to push um, a narrative. Now, I will say that I definitely will sometimes connect the dots in a certain way, but I'd like to, I try to keep that in a question. Sort of like, is this what's going on? I don't know, because I don't know. What I do know is art. I um, I think it's fair to say that I've lived my life as an artist. I avoided that term for most of my life because I thought it sounded gay. You know, I'm an artist. So I, uh, I never really called myself an artist back in the day. I guess I went from calling myself a musician to a filmmaker. But only recently do I consider myself an artist. And that is based on... Um, a conversation I had with uh, Syed Mohammed Husseini, of the uh, leader of the uh, Restart movement, Persian celebrity, uh, I think it's fair to say fugitive, political fugitive from Iran. But I was speaking with him uh, several years ago, and... I remember asking him, what can we do about these brainwashed neighbors of ours? And he said, the only thing that's ever going to move the herd is art. 
the art. And at first I didn't know what he meant because in America, our art has been so subverted and demoralized. But that's what journalism is. I mean, technically, technically, um, media is art. Now, that confused me at first because when I think of the word art, I think of like beauty, inspiration, you know, awesomeness, <laughs> you know, all these words. I don't think of mainstream media. That doesn't seem beautiful or inspiring to me at all. But that doesn't mean it's not technically art. It just means that our art has been uglified because it's all been turned into propaganda and controlled measures and techniques. Probably always has been, or who knows? We can't really trust our history. <clears throat> and so we just need to change the art. I guess, but uh, that's another thing. I guess I'm saying art over journalism, which I understand is a sort of contradiction to what I just said, because art over journalism is suggesting that, that, there, that journalism is not art, right? Well, that's because I, I have artistic license to speak the way I want to speak as an artist, and I like the way that rings, art over journalism and the truth freedom cult. So, yeah, I get it, though. Uh, journalism is art, and we just need to change it and make it better. But I make the distinction simply because of the place in my... I mean, I guess if I were to define what that means, if I were to define what good art is, it's real simple, in my opinion. Good art is honesty, it is an, exp an honest, genuine expression. It's, if you have to spend any time thinking about how it's going to be interpreted, then you're ruining it. If you spend any time in the creative process, like, considering, you know, anyone's interpretation of it or whatever, anything like that, you're, you're ruining it. You simply do your best to reflect honestly, to reflect the world around you honestly. That's kind of what, I mean, that's how I see all art. You're, you're, you're providing a reflection. Most importantly, an honest reflection a genuine reflection and you can pretty much i can tell i can tell a dishonest piece of art i can i can i mean i it's pretty easy to tell like i think that's what makes anything good if it's honest it's beautiful in its own way and if it's not then it's not even in the same league, it's trash. It's ugly. <clears throat> and so that's really, in my opinion, that's all I'm doing is I'm, um, I'm, I'm picking stories that I think are important or at least compelling and uh, doing my best to reflect it and summarize it in as simple as possible so that others can um, look at the same thing and think for themselves, decide for themselves whether they think it's interesting. And if they do, then they have the... Uh, the crumbs laid out there in front of them to go look into it for themselves and decide for themselves.
that's uh, that's what I so I guess that's art because <clears throat> journalism would be basically trying to create a story and put it in people's heads. There's a great uh, I haven't seen it yet, but apparently there's a Stanley Kubrick went on a great deal about um, someone else's work about propaganda and art and made it his goal to to try to, every movie he made to try to avoid making propaganda. In his opinion, if you're trying to, if you're trying to form a specific view in your audience's mind, then it's propaganda. I think that's a pretty good argument. Although I think sometimes I do do that. I think it's sometimes, <clears throat> a lot of my videos... I feel like I'm trying to form the idea in someone's head that you should do something, that we should come together as we the people and change things. <laughs> I do feel like I do that sometimes. So what's the truth freedom cult? Oh, I'll tell you what the truth freedom cult is. <clears throat> if I had... Uh, if I had all the money in the world, I'll tell you what I'd do. If I had all the money in the world, I would start, a, I wouldn't say my own cult. I would say our own cult. And I don't mean that you have to join the cult. I just mean it's not going to be anyone's. There's not going to be any cult leader. And you really don't even want to call it a cult. The only reason I'm calling it a cult is because that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> to uh, discredit it. Because that, that's sort of a dirty word, isn't it? Short, short for culture. Um, based on the idea of basically a, you know, a small community tribe of people um, living together because they, experience, you know, they are living the same cultural lifestyle Which sounds pretty smart, doesn't it? I mean, no matter what's happening, if there is a cataclysm coming in 20 years, or if not, it doesn't matter. The smartest, it, right now, doesn't it seem like the smartest thing you could do, unless you already have this, some of you already have this, but if you don't have this, doesn't it seem like the smartest thing you could, you could look for in life right now is a, a community of like-minded people living in the same area, working together as a community. If I had all the money in the world, I would buy, um, you know, a thousand acres in the mountains, the Alleghenies probably, with plenty of water, you know, plenty of trees, Plenty of uh, all kinds of diverse mountainous area landscape in the Alleghenies, and I would take um, I would take applications for people who want to be living in the community in the cult in the truth freedom cult, because the culture in my in, in the perfect dream of my situation the the culture of uh, of this community would be basically simple just be truth freedom look. We just want to be open people and we want to, be, want to be on the up and up as much as we can. And we want freedom. That's the cult. <clears throat> Outside of that, <clears throat> it's really just going to be, you know, making stuff, growing food and, you know, making clothes. And, hell, I, I, you know, I'd say make, making music and, and movies too. Like, are you an awesome drummer? Well, you might want to fill out an application for the uh, Truth Freedom Cult. You know, stuff like that. Obviously, we need more than just a drummer, but that's sort of my own selfish uh, thought. But uh, that's what I would do if I had all the money in the world. And I'd take applications. And, and we want, um, we obviously want people that are, 
totally into truth and freedom, but we also want, you know, people that are uh, hardy workers and stuff, you know? What can you bring to the table? What can you bring to the neighborhood? How are you going to be a great neighbor in the community? The other thing I'd like, I think it's part of goes, partly goes into the freedom part. And if I'm to be honest about it, it goes into the truth part. But I'm going to want um, neighbors that appreciate being left alone. You know, friendly neighbors when you, you know, that love to come together and help and work with, work with each other and help each other, but also really just respect personal space. Those are good neighbors. I think most uh, friendly, hardworking folks are like that. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I would do. Um, and of course, uh, you couldn't get around that without being accused of forming a cult, which is why I, you know, might as well embrace that word and call it a cult. Um, I think this is even, uh, this is, I suspected this as a kid. I remember I was into, uh, I was a dark kid. What can I say? I actually, uh, I think that's kind of what guided my life. I experienced evil as a young kid. And so then grew up being very sort of interested in it, uh, but opposed to it. Um, it's uh, complicated. Um, I'm sure a lot of you understand. It's not a, it's, it's complicated, but I don't think it's a very uncommon tale. <clears throat> as for those who have experienced, consciously experienced, you know, evil as a young age, which I think is a very, it's a blessing because what I've learned as an adult is there are actual adults out there who don't believe that evil is real. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's because they never experienced it or maybe because they're lost in it or something like that. I don't know. But I was into um, Charles Manson. I don't know, probably 12, 13 years old. I remember reading, listen, I, got, I had his record. Uh, I obviously read Helter Skelter. But then it's very interesting. I remember reading Helter Skelter and comparing it to Charles Manson, in his own words, his autobiography. Fascinating. And you can tell Helder Skelter is a total spin job. And so the question is, is what, was, what was going on there? Looking back, I realize a lot of it, I think, was a, was a cover-up, partially, because Manson was involved in a lot of CIA, MKUltra. But I think there's also a PSYOP level to it. Uh, but I remember back then even thinking a big part of this is they just want to demonize the idea of tribal, of little tribes. You see it with Charles Manson. You see it with David Koresh. You see it with Jim Jones. I mean, pick a cult. And there is a, pick a cult that was sensationalized and you're going to find a lot of negative qualities. And those, and so that's why, you know, they, it seems clear to me they've done this to, to turn this word cult, this little pop culture word cult into a dirty word. Why? Well, I think that becomes clear right now. The best way out of the system isn't to go off grid alone. It's to go off grid with a tribe, a cult of your own. That's the obviously the easiest, best way out of the system is to recruit and, and come together with a bunch of like-minded people, hardy folk, and uh, get your own little community neighborhood going on. Take care of business. Now, that is the future, I think. I do think that uh, as we're entering into this, that's the future I want. I'm not joking, folks. Maybe you guys could be a part of the Truth Freedom Cult. Maybe we could all be in the same cult. Not all of us. I mean, I'm, there's some crazies out there, obviously. But 
And, you know, <clears throat> we're only going to have so much space. I figure everyone needs to have at least, you know, I don't know, a little 10-acre plot at least for, their, for themselves, I would think, right? We're not trying to, like... You know, force some type of collective collectivism or groupthink. Where the truth, the truth, freedom cult is first and foremost all about individual freedom. All right, we just recognize that uh, we need we need a community. You need a community. With a community, you can you can basically have your own police force. You can have your own health care. You can have um. Your own food security, uh, your own water and power—you can do all that on your own with with our with the knowledge and technology we have today. <clears throat> I mean, it helps if you have some water on your property. If you have a, if you have a a year-round hearty supply of water, then and power and and water isn't really a problem with the community. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's why they were demonizing the cults over the years is to is to is to scare people away from the idea of doing that. Why? I guess the obvious thing is to is to maintain control in the state. Uh, if any of you haven't checked out archaics.com yet, I know some of you have. I'm really enjoying his work. The guy gets out there um He's strong about his beliefs. He's definitely stronger about his beliefs than I am. I mean, but then again, I can't accuse him of that because he also obviously uh, understands how to approach things with an open mind and an objective perspective to get as far as he has. As far as book read and history read, the guy is uh, in a league of his own. But according to him... <clears throat> His one of his recent videos I was just watching. Something like the shit has to go on or something like that is the title. It's pretty good. And according to what he's saying, is he's saying that the 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 division is not necessarily divide and conquer, you know, I guess it is, but specifically what it is is the the importance to maintain a clear division between the people and the so-called elites. And the reason, he says, is because of their, their escape plans, because they have these mega underground bases. Um, Brashears uh, from Archaics believes that, that that's basically the contract that everyone's signing to get on board and, uh, and sell out the American people. Is they're being offered, um, you know, a room in the underground base cities, you know, to survive the the, the cataclysm or whatever. And the only way, and so it all is that is their um. What am I trying to say? Their leverage. That's their. That's their thing of value that they're offering people, so it has to be protected. And how do you protect that? You have to keep a sharp dividing line between we the people and the elites. <clears throat> because that's the whole deal. That's what the people are being offered. They're being offered a, a ticket on the ark. And in my opinion... Most of those people are probably getting screwed over, you know? Like uh, one of the points that um, Brashears from Archaics makes <clears throat> on that video is these, um, in order to have these, um, like if you were to do it right, they, you would have people living down in these bases right now because, you know, they have to be kept up and functioning and, 
they can't just be sitting there dormant or, or they won't work. You know, you know, that's, that would go with an apartment complex. If you had an apartment complex, you couldn't just have it sitting around or things will start breaking. You know, you're going to kind of have to have it working. And so he was making a point that a lot of people are probably being, you know, told uh, they're given a ticket on it and they're just being put in there, put in there as placeholders to where the time comes when the actual real people, elites, decide to go underground, all these people that are placeholders are going to be booted out to the surface or, you know, killed off or something. Who knows? <clears throat> but, like I said, getting back to my, if I had all the money in the world and what would I do? Would the Truth Freedom Cult want to go underground in these bases? Hell no. Uh-uh. That might be on the application. I don't think I don't think the Truth Freedom Cult wants anyone who would prefer to go live in one of these underground megacity bases. I think personally you got you would have to be a fool to even want to 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 make that deal. For many reasons. Even if you even if you knew for a fact that you were going to actually end up surviving through it down there. Huh, who would want to do that? What price are you paying? What system are you now submitting to in an underground layer? Ugh. No, no. Um, if the Truth Freedom Cult can find some land in the Allegheny or in the mountains that has a rich cavern system, then great. Matter of fact, I think we want that. I think we do want a rich, deep cavern system, natural, natural caves. I'm open to digging some, you know, some, some uh, construction, enhancing a natural cave system. I'm open to that. But, I mean, ideally, the Truth Freedom Cult would want an ancient, ancient, old, solid, solid cave system, natural. One that's survived cataclysms in the past and one that will survive in the future. And that's not so that we can go underground and survive. That's simply so that we have the option of going underground and surviving. If we want to, because we are, I mean, half of our cult insignia is freedom, right? So we should have the freedom to choose to do that if we want. You might want to sit on your porch and sip some lemonade as you watch it all happen and say your final goodbyes and I love yous and thank yous and all that. Who knows? The Truth Freedom Cult, you'll have the freedom to do that as well. <clears throat> But, I mean, <clears throat> and, you know, <clears throat> it probably won't even take billions of dollars for the Truth Freedom Cult. You could probably, with the way things are going in the future, once the housing market collapses, once the money system is restructured, you could probably get the Truth Freedom Cult kicked off for a million bucks. You know, I don't have a million bucks, but a million bucks seems reasonable, seems doable. Because, um, yeah, I think we are looking at, uh, I think we are looking at things getting better over the next few years. I think things are going to start improving quite a bit. But they're only going to get weirder over time, especially if you choose to stay in this system. The system is never going to stop getting weird. It's, it's going to get, I believe it's going to get, like I think, I mean, how can this not be a, a setup, what's happening right now? I'm sorry. A lot of people are like saying like, 
the people that got in power are stupid idiots and they don't have any idea what they're doing and they're messing everything up. That's obviously not true, people. Yes, they're stupid idiots. But what's going on? How did they get in there and what are they doing? It's a setup. And so what's coming next is going to be like a good cop, good cop, bad cop kind of setup is probably the simplest way to see it. A, re, or a, a, a changing of the guard. And yeah, I think what's coming in is going to be, is going gonna, is gonna to seem better. That's the whole point of this. So it'll be welcomed and, and celebrated. But it's just going to keep getting weirder. So the key is to get out of the system and you can't do it alone. I mean, you can. People have done it. Uh, but uh, the coolest way to do it is with your own little cult. <laughs> Don't you think? Don't you agree? Or tribe? Crew? Gang, family, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use. Uh, okay, well, yeah. If you agree, throw some comments in. Your ideas for the truth, freedom, cult. I mean, you know, we definitely need like a town. It'd be fun to have a little town where, you know, you could actually leave your home and go to work and then you're around other, you know, I, I enjoy, that's my favorite type of socialness is just to be around other people working. Um, you know, you need like in the town, you're going to need like a town hall for entertainment purposes and meetings and so forth. Well, 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 that's it anyway. So anyways, it was a bit of a rant, but uh, moving forward, we are going to be doing a few changes. Uh, moving forward, I'm going to be starting um, a series on, um, let, me, let me say it right. Let me Google it really first and make sure I say it right. Rothkin. Rockfin or Rothkin? I can't tell. Rockfin. Yes. Um, I don't know much about it. I was accepted and allowed to start up a video site. I'm going to. I got turned on to it from Jay Dyer. Um, Rockfin. So what I'll be doing on Rockfin is... Um, the idea here is to... Uh, moving closer to the realm of independence and total self-employment. And like I said, I don't understand it that much. I'm going to start it this week. Uh, but basically what I'm going to do on Rockfin is I'm going to be doing every month I'll be producing a Reese report for Rockfin only or maybe it'll be available to everyone, but that'll be decided by the producers. I'm going to start, the way I'm going to treat Rockfin is I'm going to see the community there, and I don't even understand how this works yet, as, um, you know, producers and co-producers. And uh, the idea there is to be putting out sort of videos that the people want. And so there can be some participation going on. At the very least, the monetary participation will direct, uh, will help direct uh, the way things go. And, but more than that, um, ideas, there's, uh, I'm sure things will grow as, as they go. But uh, basically, off the top of my head, I'm thinking I'm going to do like a weekly video podcast 
that is going to be um, completely directed towards the production of this monthly Reese report. So I would imagine like the first of the month would be going over all the potential topics. And then uh, as the month progresses, it'll get into the actual production of it. And, uh, you know, the final week of the month will be the release of the video. And then I'll leave it up to the... Um, subscribers or producers or whatever uh, to decide if we share it with everyone or if we keep it to ourselves. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I have no, I mean, I, I'm just trying to figure out... The idea is, is to stay busy and gauge yourself for the future and, you know, just keep busy. Keep busy and trying new things because uh, we, are, we are about to enter an, an, a new era and then no one knows exactly... Uh, what's going to be leading that new era. Maybe it'll be Rockfin. We'll see. So look for that. Uh, at first I was thinking about doing it around the moon. I'm really into the moon. I was thinking, and then I was thinking the, the actual report will come out every full moon. And uh, the other episodes will be on the phases. But then if I did that, it wouldn't be on the same day every week, and that could maybe be confusing. So maybe that's not a good idea. I don't know. I often have a lot of stupid ideas amongst my really brilliant ones, or somewhat brilliant ones. Anyways, uh, we're obviously entering into the realm of rant and rave and ramble. So that's it, folks. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. And... Um, I hope you're all uh, ready and prepared for the very real possibility that our money will no longer have any value, but that won't last long um, if all goes well. But I do recommend, uh, like what I'm noticing in my life right now is just little, like for example, if you have a, you know, a wad of cash in the bank, you have to realize that that's, almost certainly going to be worthless in the very near future and you're never going to get it back so uh it'd be it would behoove you to turn it into something of value whether that be silver gold there's all other kinds of things that'll hold value or simply um looking around your home and trying to find things that you will likely need or that will make your life easier during the transition and spend it on that and do it now. <laughs> um, for example, I had a propane, I had some propane that goes with my grill for like if power outages so I can cook. And I had to abandon my propane tank in Naples because the um, movers suggested it's not smart to move it. I can buy that. So I'm going to go pick up some propane today. That's one of the things I got to do. Maybe a, maybe a puzzle. Maybe it might be fun to get a puzzle or a board game. You know? Who knows? Little things, right? Love you guys. Uh, see you next week.